listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome to creep discuss. Welcome to grave discussions. I was gonna say <laughs> for a minute there. I am your host Barnabas, and I am your co-host Samuel. We're gonna welcome you to a very special episode. It is our sixty-fifth episode entitled "Attention Creeps." No, it's not a Night of the Creeps episode. Sorry, it is not. We're actually going to be discussing finally in depth the new revived Creep Show series. Yes, it's gonna be premiering on Shutter this fall, as far as we know. And uh, we got some, uh, we got some little info on what the episodes are gonna consist of. So we'll run you through those really quick. But for now, yeah, we are going to discuss the news, Samuel. But first, as always, we do have to give a shout out to Sports Radio Detroit, our gracious host network. Yes, that is SRD Sports Radio Detroit. You can follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. SRD. Sports Radio Detroit, not Detroit Sports Radio. That's correct. And very quickly, we're going to run a brief sponsored message. So stay tuned, fiends. Here at Grave Discussions, we know that addiction can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Detox Helpline help you break your addiction to drugs and alcohol. Call the addiction specialist now at the Detox and Treatment Helpline 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're always available for you. And if you have private insurance, they specialize in finding you the right treatment. Give them a call at 1-800-213-9257. That is 800-213-9257. All right, Sam. So we've uh, had another pretty busy week. Kind of a sad week. Yeah, it really is. This first article is actually probably the saddest bit of news for me personally. Uh, I haven't even started watching the show yet, but Swamp Thing on DC Universe has already been canceled. I don't even know what to think anymore because, like, the trailer looked so good Mm -hmm. and, like, the actual Swamp Thing looked fucking badass as all hell. I was like, yo, this is going to be kick-ass for once. But now this. So here's essentially what I've heard caused the cancellation okay it wasn't difference in opinion as far as like the creative direction or anything of that nature it was a financial mistake so basically dc or whatever you know production company was supposed to get like a 40 million dollar tax cut basically on the movie like they were supposed to get that money back but due to some kind of accounting error they lost all that money and so, the, it, you know, it just cost more than they would have liked. So they decided to just basically dump it and try and save as much as possible. Jeez, yeah, the executives thought it yeah. would not be very <laughs> smart to do mm-hmm. what they were going to do. And honestly, who knows if the views and all that shit would have made up for it if they had gone through with it. Because, like, yeah. it was, you know, received well among critics. But there are a lot of movies with critic and shows with critical acclaim that just don't get that many eyes. So... You never know, man. I'm kind of down and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, along with first, Are You Afraid of the Dark? The movie gets kind of like sidetracked and now this. Yeah. And speaking of which, Are You Afraid of the Dark? The TV series, however, is is coming out very soon, actually. And I heard they said it wasn't going to be like a long term thing. It was just going to be like a limited thing. They're probably just going to release one season and then ta-da. Yeah. I've heard it's going to be something like three hour long episodes or something like that or, or maybe like three two hour long episodes i'm not exactly sure on the specifics but uh the show is coming out in october just in time and mm-hmm. you know we're definitely going to talk about that one i don't know about the whole three two hour shows or three one hour shows i mean it used to be pretty badass when it would just be like an hour long mm-hmm. you know and two stories yeah I mean, this is kind of cool, though, because uh, it actually does elaborate 
uh, later on in this article. It's going to be a three-episode, hour-long limited series, um, but the episodes are actually going to be connected, talking about a new Midnight Society who tell the tale of the Carnival of Doom, only uh-huh. to have the events of the story come to life. So it kind of sounds like it's going to be something like the Goosebumps limited things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which were kind of cool. I feel like there's still going to be something of an anthology element to this. Because I think there has to be, but... I mean, it sounds like there's going to be one big kind of wraparound story. Yeah, it sounds like some mini-series shit. Uh, exactly. I uh, I still don't know how to feel, because I was pretty geeked about the movie coming out soon. Uh, and now we only get a three-episode yeah. limited series. I'm going to rewatch the original TV show, just so I can, like, bask in my own sadness tonight. I, I would really like to, yeah. I agree with that. I'm down. <laughs> but, I mean... You know, the the movie is still up in the air. Like, it's not confirmed that it's just completely off the plate, but basically we were waiting for them to get their act together and, like, hire somebody who can run the show, basically. So, I don't know, but Nickelodeon's going to have the Are You Afraid of the Dark series in October, so stay tuned for that. I got to plug my cable box back in then. Yeah, seriously. I think, I, I hope I'm able to catch it off of VRV like Nick Splat, but... I'm not 100% sure yet. See that thing on the floor? Uh-huh. That's my cable box. I haven't plugged it in forever since what I got a fire. What is that? I d- it is a fossil. <laughs> An ancient relic of the past. Oh, yes. Perhaps it is possessed by the demon Beelzebul. <laughs> Ooh. Speaking of demons, Ooh. this last news article is also uh, a bit of sad news. Kind of really sad for me. Yeah. So Lucifer, which just got rescued by Netflix has gone to netflix to die yeah they're gonna release a fifth season and then they're gonna end the fucking show yeah kind of sad but you know i mean i I know you want to pretty much see it go on forever but if they wrap it up in like a good way would you be happy with five seasons Uh, breaking bad style (laughs) i don't know man i mean it kind of got like the same every episode lucifer projects his feelings Mm -hmm. on every case and relates it to the detective and like talks really implicitly and tries to see how his life mm-hmm. and the, the case he's working on have anything in common he tries to learn from it so like kind of mm-hmm. got bored of that but i just want to see what happens with him and chloe and then okay see if he stays in hell or goes back Ah, okay yeah because i haven't caught up on like what the story is or like where it's at so i don't know if it feels like there's still a lot of story to tell in which case one season might not be enough that's how it or, feels okay all right yeah, because the alternative is, you know, like one season, you tie up all the loose ends, you finish like the main storyline, and, you know, usually people are pretty happy as long as it's not stupid like people claim Game of Thrones was, but okay, interesting. Yeah, but, you know, we're only going to have one more season to wrap it up, so yeah, stay tuned for that one, I guess. Oof. <laughs> Next up, we're going to get into some new trailers that dropped. This first one, uh, I mean... I had to put it on here, but I was kind of hesitant to just because it's more of a straight up teaser trailer. Yeah, they only had like, what, not even 10 seconds of new Mm -hmm. material. Most of it was just flashbacks from the other two movies. Yeah, pretty much. So Three from Hell just dropped a teaser trailer that, yeah, mostly had stuff from like the first two movies and a little bit at at the end of Three from Hell. But it looked like really like shit quality. It looked like crap. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i'm sure that was intentional but because you know it's rob zombie though so you don't mm-hmm. you never know <laughs> right he's like damn it rob i told you to upload hd not sd he just fucking used the vhs fucking camera like one yeah, with, with the home fucking tapes you mm-hmm. know i want to get as low down and dirty as possible <laughs> well you do that in every movie every, every rob zombie movie is like holy crap hillbillies and they're deranged <laughs> what else that's it all right let's go everything is yellow everything is yellow Ugh, everyone's dirty <laughs> yeah well from from what little we kind of gathered we can tell that the three are going to be in like po- police custody basically and somehow they come back from you know getting shot a bajillion times but uh yeah we'll see what happens i guess i mean there's not really much more information to go on unfortunately but we do also know that it's coming out in september 2019 can't wait (laughs) we're so excited here guys now this next trailer is actually a little bit different from what we usually do a lot different (laughs) yeah i mean there's a lot of uh video game 
trailers that come out a lot of the time, but usually, you know, the movies take precedence. In this case, I thought this one was actually really cool. You showed me this, I believe, uh, but this coming from E3, Blair Witch, going to be dropping August 30th on PC and Xbox One. Oh, I'm grabbing it for sure. Uh, I didn't know there was a trailer, though. You showed me the trailer, like whenever i logged ah, in okay, so okay. I, I i tagged you in like an article about the game oh, bloody right. disgusting i never actually saw the trailer and mm. it looks like it's gonna be cool but i felt like even like they're showing like flashes of apparitions and like a witch running through the woods really quick i feel like showing like too much kind of like takes away from the mystique of the blair witch in general mm. but yeah. it is a game and i don't know if it's canon or a continuation or if this is just like years and years later you know like ah, oh, now people are going to visit the blair witch again <laughs> like why yeah well this is supposed to take place in like 1996 i think so that's so, like the first movie yeah so it might actually be like a prequel because it's about this kid that goes missing and the detective guy tries to find him okay but the elements actually remind me of like outlast especially with the camera or uh something like uh resident evil 7 kind of the same vibes almost yeah, for me definitely the same vibes as outlast for me yeah so hopefully you don't have to look for batteries in this one you might have to i mean depends how you know survival oriented they want to go with it dude camera batteries last like 12 hours you know what i mean like mm -hmm. some of them so like if you get trapped in the blair witch just, woods though. let me just put these double a batteries in <laughs> if you get lost in the blair witch woods then i don't know if it really matters you know what i mean i don't think it does yeah but yeah who knows but the game uh looks pretty sick honestly you know i'm getting it for sure i'm gonna get it for sure on pc probably um, well, you're one of those guys <laughs> one of those guys mr i'm better than everyone else <laughs> pc gaming for the win okay xbox gamer oh that's a compliment <laughs> okay so uh let us know what you guys think about that one but the final trailer is about a movie called lady world and uh this one looked pretty cool too it's coming out august 2nd in theaters and august 27th on digital and vod it's uh kind of being labeled as like a mostly female oriented lord of the flies kind of yeah it's really like if you look at it, it's one of those like experimental avant-garde movies you know what i mean like so because it has some like underlying meaning and you gotta look for easter eggs within the movie to see what represents what and etc mm -hmm. etc et like possession and baba duke and stuff like that yeah, I mean, I'm usually into those kind of movies, so... I really like those, yeah. I'm willing to give it a shot. If it's done well... Hopefully it's not know. like The Treehouse. Ah, uh, I, I don't think it will be. Because that, that was so good, like, at the beginning, but then yeah. once they're like, oh, they're witches, and then they're like, oh, they're not witches, they're just trying to teach him a lesson. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah, that was kind of dumb, honestly, but... No, I don't, I don't think so. Usually there's, like, a bit more thought put into this one. Not that there wasn't completely in Treehouse, but... I mean... It just got really kind of stale, I guess. Yeah. With with all that stuff, like it wasn't that good of a, a, a twist, you know. It wasn't though. No. So, I'm I'm hoping for big things out of Lady World by uh, Amanda Kramer, and uh, that one's coming out in August. So, guys, we're going to get into our first segment here, where we're going to be talking about a real classic horror film. Uh, and real kind of still underlooked, I feel like, but we're going to check it out in this week's Cult Corner. And in this week's Cult Corner Creeps, we have Phantasm. One of the classics with one of the greatest scores if i may add mm -hmm. i don't know man this movie like 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 you said for you the first time it was like ah oh, you know i was all right mm -hmm. the second time you're just like fuck yeah like yeah well some, something about that the score i just fucking love this score this is probably one of mm -hmm. my favorite horror movie scores now i agree with that and you know for me like the first time i don't even really remember like where i was or what i was doing when i when i saw it like for the first time ever but this time I watched it, I watched it two days ago now, and, you know, I just really kind of let myself get immersed into the movie. That's the best way to do it. And just get, like, suckered in by by the score and everything, especially at the beginning. Like, the intro was perfect. It was. 
And, uh, you know, yeah, so I just really kind of gave myself forward to the movie and it really impressed me. The first time, I don't even think I really realized that the tall man was supposed to be like an alien or something like that. Yeah. I, I thought he must have been like a fucking a demon or something. I don't know. But uh, knowing the kind of sci-fi elements now, and I mean, it's still, it's pretty cool, you know, it, but it's like this really morbid kind of sci-fi. It's, it's, it, it's kind of mean-spirited if you look at it objectively and because like i was reading like a synopsis and like some of the reviews and stuff and like apparently the tall man is supposed to represent death like all those things are supposed to like he's supposed to represent everything kids are scared of Mm -hmm. older people and like just his fear of death and enjoying their lives and like dealing with trauma and all that stuff as a kid and you know yada yada (laughs) that's why he's a mortician in the film exactly so yeah it's, it's perfectly symbolic and it makes complete sense so I mean that connection was really cool, uh, and even the whole thing of like slavery, yeah, in this movie is no like very prevalent. You know, I didn't think he was like using them as slaves. Like, why would they list him unless he's like the mm-hmm. king of like the world that they live in? Yeah, I think he's like uh, maybe not the king, but like you know one of the. He's probably like the dominant race of that world, and he's just like using them as slaves you know like maybe there are other tall men out there we haven't actually seen the rest of the of the franchise no so we have no yeah idea. so yeah so i don't know but there's still four more movies we gotta watch but you know it's, it's something kind of interesting to think about like you know what if there's this whole planet of tall men aliens and you know they're just like shrinking people it's such a, like a weird thing too we never see anybody get like crushed <laughs> into yeah. a dwarf but just the thought of it is like pretty disturbing because he kept those barrel those tiny barrels around for them mm-hmm yeah and and you know the the whole like movie basically is really this like fucking crazy adventure that happens to this little kid yeah because it's kind of like from his perspective so i mean because he's a creep yeah Uh yeah and uh i wasn't unintentional (laughs) i swear i believe you i believe you yeah but yeah no he's like uh at first looking at the at the funeral and he sees the tall man lift the 500 fucking pound cask and just launch it into like i'm here yeah his brother's like, you're crazy. Me and five other guys carry that. Yeah. Like, nope, he lifted the whole thing by himself because he's an alien. What if, super strong. What if someone else saw him? He wasn't concerned. Honestly, if I was just walking by and I yeah. saw that, I wouldn't think about it initially. But then 10 minutes later, I'm like, holy shit, caskets are heavy. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, he, he doesn't really care who he kills. So he'd probably just send one of his spheres after you. Yeah. I mean, that, what do you think about that? That's a really, like, cool element that they just kind of threw in there. And the, the fear? The, this, the, yeah, the fear is like, and they only came, like, w- once or twice in the movie or something, but they became so iconic. Yeah, I hope they're in the other movies, too. I think they're, like, more prevalent in the other movies. Fucking, was his name Jody? Yeah, Jody. Jody shot one of them with a fucking shotgun. Yeah. I still like the death, though. Like, it was about to get Mike, and then he, like, bit into that old dude's arm. and yeah. He was a regular human, though, because there was blood, not yellow shit. Mm-hmm. And then you see that sphere go into his fucking face, and then blah, 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 blah. What, what I really liked about this movie was, like, the foreshadowing when mm-hmm. Mikey went to that fortune teller and he stuck his hand in the box and he saw that the more he resisted the grasp, the more it hurt. Yeah, yeah. That kind of prepared him for, like, passing in through that passageway into the other world. Mm-hmm. And then uh, how their buddy, I forget his name. Oh, Reggie? Yeah, Reggie, like, he sees, like, his tuning fork, he can, like, he can stop it, and it stops, and he Mm -hmm. sees that these little two beams are sending out some frequency, so he stops it, and then he starts getting sucked into the other world. Yeah, I mean, no, those are super important things that happen, honestly, and that's, like, good writing. It is (laughs) really good. Because you don't, you're not really supposed to just kind of throw shit in there that has no meaning. Yeah, otherwise we just see him play with that tuning fork and just sit there staring at him be like okay he likes music we get it yeah like all right he's a cool guy you know sometimes yeah you want to do things to demonstrate that sort of but i mean you put so much emphasis on something like that because i mean that shot was on that thing for a while you know it has to mean something and it does later on and he he, he's really like an unconventional hero too another thing i like about this movie apparently he becomes he's still very important throughout the rest of the franchise really yeah, apparently. And uh, he's actually kind of like the top billing in, in part five. It's like Reggie versus the tall man. You know, that one came out in 2016. I know, it's crazy. I can't yeah. believe like still a modern day. Like at least people like recognize this as like a classic and like mm-hmm. feel the need to still expand upon it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be a, I mean, we still got Puppet Master for God's sake. 
But that one was good. But we don't know mm-hmm. about the new Phantasm. But I just like when uh, people keep the franchises alive, especially the more down low ones like Phantasm. Even Tremors just Master. released the new movie. Okay, no. Okay, <laughs> first of all, no. Tremors and Tremors Three were fire. All right, let me give you another one. Yeah, subspecies. I mean, five coming out. It's okay, cool too. You know? That's that. Okay, but that's subspecies. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's like, Radu is like the fucking greatest. Yeah, he really is. Vampire ever. <laughs> His long little fingers, but no. Uh, I mean, Phantasm's awesome too, and I really like the aspect of it, that. It's really like five movies of one continuous storyline i like that all the same characters battling it's like you know they're arch nemeses and they just have this eternal conflict basically i don't know that's kind of cool to me i'd rather be invested over the span of five movies in these characters than move from like i don't know i mean you still had like freddie and jason and, and michael and all those movies but there was no real consistency between the entire franchise no 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 there was so much yeah like off the wall unexplained shit and Mm -hmm. like just changing of canons and all that yeah different stories different characters but not in phantasm apparently even even with Pumpkinhead, that Mm -hmm. shit went all over the place like come on yeah i don't know i guess i guess some people just thought that their audiences wanted to see something different don coscarelli though he he really didn't see it i think he had one very clear picture of the whole phantasm story and he knew so. that it wasn't going to just take like one or two movies to finish it yeah so i'm glad it didn't because like now i got because i love the original one like after mm-hmm. watching it again last night and i watched it two days ago and then i watched it again when i first bought it like i think back in like march or april or something mm-hmm. and uh, i don't know for me the score was the, the best score ever i yeah. i like the atmosphere because sometimes like they didn't need foreboding music or any like noises sometimes there was just no score like at the beginning where uh jody's friend gets stabbed by the tall man Mm -hmm. disguised as a blonde woman and then Mm -hmm. there was no score really during that time there was just like the sound of the wind that's what a lot of movies don't do nowadays it's just like honestly if there's no score like during a moment like that and just like the sound of like or just rain falling i think that helps to create a more like tense and like you know hopeless setting because like those are sounds you hear in real life you know like whether and you're in a hopeless or hopeful situation but those are just regular sounds so like it made you feel like you really weren't in a movie you know like especially yeah. since like the tall man's like view was him looking down so you felt like you were the one getting looked down on after he stabbed you so that's how yeah. i saw it and then and then you also had that like subliminal kind of very quick cut into like the tall man's face and then so we're like what the fuck's going on yeah i didn't i didn't know initially what was going on at the beginning yeah yeah we actually had a couple of those things too because this movie was almost like a mind trip sort of as well so we kind of got some of that weird alien mind fucking magic or whatever from the tall man like that's and, that's why he kind of seemed like a demon to me because he was affecting mike's you know brain psyche, basically yeah, yeah psyche and like his use of telekinesis too because like back in like the 70s there wasn't like a big focus on like sci-fi stuff mm-hmm. as you know the 70s were more like cults and demons and stuff so yeah. being from that period i just assumed like hey you know this guy's a demon of some sort right. gathering souls for beelzebub you know like but it wasn't that you could tell when like you see those tuning forks that fucking reggie like stops you know but like and then here's the thing too like was that all real because if you haven't watched this movie fuck you spoiler alert uh it turns out at the end of the movie jody had died in a car crash a long time ago yeah that was the thing that still kind of uh didn't sit right with me i'm pretty sure that maybe the tall man is like affecting it or he might really be dead and like everything was just a kid's dream of what like he wanted to happen either that or they somehow lost their memories they probably lost their memories in like I'm just going to guess because I haven't watched the rest yeah, of the movies. Yeah. I think Jody's still alive and like they're going to have to look for him or something. Either that or like he comes back somehow because I'm pretty sure he's in the other movies. Yeah, he has to be because he was like too much of a major character to just like, yeah, he died and we're not going to explain how. Just mind fuck the entire audience. Yeah, I I am not sure. So we have to get on watching the rest of the franchise. We know this, but you know, this is really a discussion of the first movie. Uh, that end part really threw me for a loop, though, I will say. So that was some good, like, mind fuckery. The best line in all of horror. Boy. Boy. So, like, which one was... That, that, that makes me want to ask the question. Mm-hmm. 
which which was real the tall man didn't uh get killed and stuck in that ravine and trapped with rocks and jody's still alive Mm -hmm. or none of that happened and then mikey really got pulled in by those fucking creatures at the end of the movie and got killed i don't think that mikey died but i think he may have like been taken away to the other world possibly so i don't know it's it's very like unconventional sci-fi it's very like morbid and just weird you know like not something you would normally expect so i i think that really kind of gives them an opening to sort of take this like take the story in whatever sort of the direction they want and it can kind of make sense even though it doesn't make sense okay <laughs> you know but uh i think some something like that happens so it's pretty cool but the first movie really doesn't give us much of an indication it's really just here's the movie here's what you make of it like that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh so i like it because you know we don't get any like explanation as to who the tall man is we don't get any explanation behind the spheres that's what i like or so. the dwarves really i mean kind of you you learn that they're like the people that they take and they squash them and make them their slaves yeah but i just like that really they it. didn't go into the who are they where are they from and mm-hmm. like we we got the why the the tall man is doing this yeah but we didn't really get the why is he doing that we just got like why are they here you know what i mean yeah the big picture basically is yeah. missing but i mean there's four other movies apparently that that make up the big picture so uh we have to watch those for sure but uh i really like this movie a lot i think it's it's very different very unique for the time probably didn't get marketed out quite as much especially with like halloween coming around the same time you know and starting the slasher boom but yeah and this movie definitely not a slasher i mean there's like there is a bit of a body count but i mean all three of the main characters pretty much get out i mean there was a there was slashing but it wasn't a slasher you know what i mean right right it was more of like a weird sci-fi kidnap movie but that's why i like it uh i definitely think it's still kind of underrepresented one of those fringe horror franchises like puppet master or tremors or whatever but or anything from like full moon productions <laughs> yeah basically but this movie is beloved by a lot of people don coscarelli is still very much like into horror and has a, has a hardcore passion for this franchise so i know i i can appreciate that i can too i mean i'm glad he's like you know still around mm-hmm. uh thank god john carpenter's still around you know <laughs> yeah. like there's a lot of there's Stephen a lot King. of yeah there, there's we lost Romero and we lost Toby Hooper and we lost a few others, but yeah, I don't know, man. Don's a, Don's a badass. I, uh, I still think this movie needs like more appreciation because like, I don't know, like I, none of the three times I watched it, I, I sat down and I was like, this is stupid. Like I liked everything. Even the chase scene was like, Mm kind of like had me on edge. Cause like, when he was chasing Mikey, the tall man was always just like right behind him. Yeah. And then when he closed the fucking door on his hand and then cut off his fingers, took one of the fingers and kept it in the thing with the with the goo. And then like, mm-hmm. I love how to explain to his brother to Jody that he's not crazy. It's like, look, I'm not crazy. He brought him the finger. And he's like, yeah. okay, I believe you. Now what? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I couldn't just tell somebody that story, but yeah. I mean, you know, probably the biggest thing that made this movie so great as angus scrim as the tall man of angus scrim was hilarious before <laughs> he was great he was so menacing but you couldn't help but just love it how tall you was know? that fucker oh i i don't actually know his uh real height but okay. probably somewhere like i don't know six eight or something like that you think so something you think he's like Muyo? Just <laughs> i'm sure he has to be scraper. like he's super i mean he was actually wearing clothes that were deliberately like too small for him yeah to make him seem like lanky really lanky but he was really lanky you know yeah anyway so it looked like he had like thick ass shoes though like he had yeah. lifts or something in them oh he probably had like frankenstein shoes yeah, yeah that's what it seemed like to me so i'm sure i'm sure but yeah guys uh let's move on now from phantasm but let us know your thoughts on this uh true cult classic we're going to move on to our main segment where we'll be discussing creep show but that's going to be in just a little bit. Stick around. We just have a few sponsored messages. Because I feel like a salad tossing might feel good. What? <laughs> <laughs> Out of Bounds Detroit Podcast. Tuesday morning and Friday mornings here on SportsRadioDetroit.com. 
Hey, Samuel. Hey, Barnabas. What's up? Oh, not much. Have you ever written a book? No, but I've written a musical. Oh, well, you can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Aha, I hear countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their books to the market. Their professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, their authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books. So, make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Do not wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author. And seeing your name in print. Aha! Uh -huh. You've already written a book. Next thing to do is make this free call now to Dorrance Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. The number is 1-800-213-9259. Again, 1-800-213-9259. Welcome back, creeps. So in this week's main segment, Samael, we're going to be discussing the revival of a classic anthology series, Creep Show. This time, not being quite directed by George A. Romero, of course, due to his passing, uh, or written by Stephen King, but this one's going to be actually run by Greg Nicotero, and it's coming to, as we mentioned before, Shudder. Shudder's like... The greatest thing ever for like mm. bringing this back yeah no because i was actually kind of thinking about this they really are because you know even though there are other horror like streaming services and stuff like that like Screenbox or whatever and even tubi has a lot of horror on it but yeah so fucking much the i feel like in comparison the sort of quality oh yeah horror is more uh is, is just way different you know horror on shutter is more like like aimed toward like the culture of horror yeah where tubi's just like here binge watch all these like you think the people at tubi like are big horror fans mm. or are they just adding anything that's not licensed and just like yeah it for free? They, they have a lot of very low budget like independent stuff a lot of which is is honestly very terrible but they have a lot of classics too that, they, they do like when i don't feel like opening my blu-rays that i have mm -hmm. Like the ones I haven't watched yet, I'll just watch it on Tubi or on Amazon Prime. But Shudder is yeah. more focused toward like people who love horror and like, yeah, you know, they listen. They know what people want. They're they're fans of like the classics. So like, mm. I think they're keeping the genre alive, even if like they don't have like a million subscribers or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. they're still like catering to us and what we want. So that's what makes them the goats. Yeah, and they're still like a relatively new service too, which is really impressive. Yeah, but their library just seems like kind of impeccably curated yeah like it, it's it's a little bit more i would say it's kind of you know it's like stupid term but kind of more sophisticated than something like tubi or even amazon prime like, oh yeah those are just a lot of cult movies but they're all over the place though yeah i not, mean this one's well organized tells mm -hmm. you upcoming releases you get like actual like live channels that you can watch like yeah. live podcasts but you should listen to us instead <laughs> and they have like a whole bunch of other things yeah, I mean, they're dope. I mean, they got the uh, Shutter TV, too. Yep. It's only the three channels, but it's still pretty dope. You can kind of just tune into, like, a random TV series. Uh, of course, they recently got Joe Bob Briggs, The Last Drive-In, yep. as, as a series. They've been doing a lot of their own exclusive stuff, uh, including the horror noir documentary that we covered yep. pretty recently. And that was, like, a huge one, I thought. I mean, that was, like, a really important horror documentary. I thought it was fucked up they canceled Channel Zero, though, but I know that's yeah. not a Shutter exclusive, so... Yeah, I mean, there were still, like, four or five seasons of that show, too, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, good on them for, for taking that on, because I know a lot of people liked that show a lot, and uh, it looked like a good horror anthology show, you know? Yeah. And now they're going to do Creep Show, and, I mean, this one's got a ton of stars behind it. I mean, Tom Savini's going to be directing an episode, Greg Nicotero, of course, producing it. It got, like, Will Arquette, Giancarlo Esposito, I believe his name is. And just a bunch of other like stars from the genre, you know, like actively participating in this new creep show. So Tobin Bell, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, just legends. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So of course, keeping with the tradition of creep show, there's going to be uh, a bunch of short stories that are adapted onto the screen, um, and this is cool. Now, before we discuss the stories. Actually, no, let's discuss the stories first because I've, I've kind of an important thing to talk about that I wanted to bring up. Okay. But let's go into the, the stories first, okay? So we do actually have a story from Stephen King being adapted 
on this show. So, I mean, he's still going to have, you know, some kind of spirit in this uh, project, even oh, yeah. though he might not be like, you know, directly writing or, or anything like that. Yeah. But this one is called Gray Matter. And uh, the, the premise actually is one of the, the cooler sounding to me. Gray Matter is going to follow Doc and Chief, you know, originally an unknown local, and Henry. Okay, thanks for that info. Yeah. <laughs> there are two old timers in like a borderline ghost town. And uh, they quote unquote brave a storm to check on Richie, an alcoholic single father, uh, after encountering his terrified son at a local store. So gray matter what could that mean maybe he's not an alcoholic mm-hmm. i think maybe he's consuming something else that's making him terrifying well i, I kind of heard the synopsis so i don't know if you want me to kind of give it away for no. you but <laughs> it's supposed to be a pretty gross story it's so, one of those body ones yeah so kind of harkening back to uh you know like the the, the one with stephen king actually when in he the first when he was a little hillbilly dude and yeah a meteor hit yeah, but not quite the same thing. I think this one's supposed to be a bit more like macabre and shit. But this one actually sounds cool. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, in the original story, they're not Doc and Chief. It's just like an unknown old guy and this dude named Henry. Um, so I'm pretty pumped about that one. The next one in the list is By the Silver Water of Lake Champlain by Joe Hill, also a member of the King family. Yep. Um, and this one is going to maybe be more of a creature feature, but I haven't actually discovered what happens later in the story. But it's about uh, two kids who discover a dead plesiosaur the size of a two-ton truck washed up uh, on a beach, apparently. So I don't know what that could lead into, but it sounds like maybe a Nessie sort of thing. I was going to say maybe like if they found one of those dinosaur things dead like what else that's even bigger is going to be out there that killed it Ooh, yeah that's true so i mean i'm hoping that it's some kind of like an aquatic monster sort of horror story but that'll be dope yeah i mean we might actually see something more along the lines of like uh them trying to to fend off people who are coming after the the dead plesiosaur like it's their find they want to find it and gain like fame and stuff like that I really don't know, but uh, it'd be cool if it was a monster thing. <laughs> I hope so, because we need some more monsters, bro. Yeah, and I mean, the first two creep shows actually did a great job with monster stuff. You had like that, uh, the, whatever in the raft. The oil slick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, oil, the the big trash bag or whatever that was. Um, you also had, of course, the thing in the crate. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You know, and then like where's my cake bedelia you know all that thanks stuff. for the ride lady yeah so thanks for the ride. i mean they did a great job with it and I, th- I think this one needs to have some good monster stuff so the next one though i'm the most excited about this is the one i couldn't remember the companion by joe r lansdale oh yeah 13 year old kid decides to check out a abandoned farm of the late raymond brenner we don't know who that is and finds that he's got a new companion a murderous indestructible scarecrow and mm-hmm. how long have I been saying, hey, we need a new Scarecrow movie? No, that's true. And you know what the, the kind of cool thing is about this one, too, is that I read somewhere else uh, the word vampire. So I don't know either. Uh, vampire Scarecrow doesn't really click to me immediately, but I'm kind of curious. I kind of got stuck for a second. You said <laughs> vampire Scarecrow? I believe so, yeah. Shit the fuck. I know, I know. Oh no! <laughs> I, I have no idea in what direction that could even like possibly go in, but I am very curious to find out. So the that's companion. the one I'm the most curious about. Yeah, and the monster one so far. Yeah, I'm, same for me. This next one does sound kind of cool, but it kind of sounds similar to things we've seen before. The House of the Head by Michigan's own Josh Mallerman. Oh, yeah, the author of Bird Box. I used to think. I thought I was going to say head of the house, the house of the head. Okay. <laughs> yep. You just walk into like a brothel and just get your dick sucked. Is that what this is? That's not a horror not story. Quite, not quite. I hope That's... not because it's about a little girl. Oh no. <laughs> who witnesses a murder slash haunting in the elaborate dollhouse in her bedroom. And apparently only weird things are going on in, in this dollhouse, but it starts to like affect her and, uh, it says, uh, it's, a, it's a, like a macabre drama with toys involved. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of interested in it. I don't know. Come on, Michigan. <laughs> you can do better than that. I, I think, I, I hope that this one kind of comes out and, and 
is like the underdog best segment you know of the whole show but we'll see uh but the next one is by christopher buhlman oh god i think being penned actually right for this show it's called the man in the suitcase oh man so apparently this 19 year old kid is gonna bring home the wrong suitcase from an airport and inside the suitcase is a dude and he has a problem like yeah you clearly have a problem if you're in a suitcase yeah i know right so uh, i'm curious as to whether he's like you know one of those weird contortionist guys that can somehow fit their body into like a bag you know what i mean or is it going to be like a zombie or some kind of demon shit like what's going on i think it's going to be like like some basket case homage oh okay that would be interesting i i really have no idea because usually if there's a man in a suitcase i assume he's been chopped up yeah he has a problem (laughs) he's dead as fuck hey it could be it could be it would be cool if like the man was inside the suitcase and he was chopped up Mm -hmm. and then like the other dude got the boy's suitcase and he's like like i brought you back your suitcase like oh thanks i was looking for that i'm like you have mine and like oh yeah here it is and then he'd be like you didn't open it did you be like why would i open someone else's suitcase yeah and then the guy like comes back starts stalking the kids seeing Ooh. if he's acting any different sneaks into the house listens to his conversations with people and shit interesting that'd be crazy that would be pretty insane so far all of these stories definitely feel like they could be modern day adaptations uh in the creep show format to me you know i think they've all got they've all kind of got that tales from the crypt type vibe too but i'm assuming that this series is going to be very similar in tone to tales from the crypt but uh let's move on uh we've got a few more stories uh this next one is by bruce jones it's called all hallows eve yes and you know how we feel about it's so it's like all the way down like the the list hopefully this comes out like actually in october and not in like november you know just in time for halloween yeah we can discuss this and uh are you afraid of the dark Mm -hmm. but uh what's uh what's this one about so, All Hallows Eve uh, follows a group of boys who help the corpse of a friend who is murdered seek vengeance on his killers every Halloween. And that's where it kind of gets me. I'm like, well, how I, are they going to show every Halloween? Maybe there's more than one person. It says killers. Maybe. Yeah. Or they could just be taking place on one specific Halloween and this has just been going on. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it, it sounds pretty interesting. I, I thought at first it was going to be something like they were following his spirit around but it says corpse so i wonder if he's like a zombie or something i really have no idea but this one sounds cool and the fact that it takes place on halloween of course is gonna like we're interest sold. us yeah we're sold that's basically all i need uh so the last one among the adaptations is times is tough in musky holler by john skip and dory miller and what is this one about sam so there's these dudes right they used to like run this town apparently in a totalitarian way because they're about to get a taste of their own medicine it says yeah through fear and intimidation so the horror elements in this kind of sound very much like a tales from the crypt type that's episode, exactly what i thought <laughs> where it's like not quite words the, the typical type of horror it's ironic yeah but you know something fucked up happens or somebody gets killed and that's kind of where it draws the line you know but uh yeah th- this sounds like one of those I think, however, this one actually does involve zombies because the collection that the story is from is something like Undead Arkansas or something or other like that. Okay. So I think that they're going to be zombies in it, but nice. we'll, we'll see about that one. Finally, there are a few original stories. Uh, we won't spend too much time on these, but uh, the first is Lydia Lane's Better Half by John Harrison and Greg Nicotero, actually, which centers on a powerful woman who denies a promotion to her protege and lover but fails to anticipate the fallout it's probably going to be some like romance revenge movie you i know? think like, so yeah you fucking bitch <laughs> and he just fucking comes and he stabs her and there were a lot of those in tales from the crypt too so oh yeah th- this sounds very similar the next one skin crawlers written by paul dinney and stephen langford uh, about a man who considers a miraculous new treatment for weight loss that turns out to have unexpected complications. So again, very similar body horror, kinda, body horror, like a message. Seems like it would be some Cronenberg type shit. Yeah, I agree. And then two more: Night of the Paw by John Esposito and Bad Wolf Down, 
by Rob Schrab. Neither of those have descriptions yet, but they both kind of saw, yeah, sound like werewolf ones. Uh, I'm assuming that one is not going to be. Maybe but, Night of the Paw is going to be like cat people. Ooh, that would be interesting. It's been a while since I've seen like a really good cat person. Skin, skinwalkers. Yeah. With basically. fucking Leo from Charmed. <laughs> yep. And there was skin crawlers here. So who knows? Maybe. But uh, so those are all the stories pretty much. The, there are a bunch of really kind of high profile horror actors in this. Uh, Trisha Helfer, Dana Gould, uh, David Arquette, Adrian Barbeau is going to be in this. So that's pretty cool. Uh, David Bruckner is going to be uh, directing a segment, uh, Roxanne Benjamin, and then a a bunch of others as well. But uh, I kind of wanted to talk about really quickly, like the episode structure, because from what I've read, they're going to have hour long episodes with two stories each. That's perfect. That's perfect. So here's my problem with it. Okay. Most anthology series that you kind of come across, each episode is its own kind of story, right? The Twilight Zone did it. Are You Afraid of the Dark even like did it. Tales from the Crypt, of course, did it, even though those were also half-hour segments. So my kind of worry is that with something like this, one story might kind of overshadow the other story. I don't really know if it's going to be that way, but... I'd kind of almost rather have each episode sort of be its own Just half an hour. Thing, you know? Yeah. That way we get more episodes and, like, it won't be like, are you afraid of a, the dark? Like, a competition to see, like, basically, like, oh, well, I like this story better than this one. Yeah. It's like, yo, chill out. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, even though they're probably going to do a wraparound segment now, supposedly, in, like, the, the intro, the middle, and, like, the end, you know, of every episode, I, I don't know. I still feel like it might kind of lose some of that focus and maybe just not be as good as something like a Tales from the Crypt format type episode. Um, I also am not sure if they're going to release it on like a weekly basis or whatever, or if they're going to drop all of it at once. All of it at once would be cool because I will binge the whole thing mm-hmm. and I'm going to get Creep Show tattooed on my back yeah. and get a <laughs> Creeper dick piercing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I mean that that would be cool for me too, but then like the the episode. Whoa, <laughs> which part is cool? What do you mean? <laughs> I was joking. I, I mean it dropping all at once. Okay, I thought you were referring to the tattoo and <laughs> no, the. No, I piercing. don't want the cock piercing. Okay, I mean maybe the tattoo, but not the cock piercing. All right, <laughs> if you ever change your mind, I mean, right, I'll let you know. We'll both go. We'll go right. get the shit done. No, but it dropping all at once would be cool. But then the episode structure would make even less sense for me. Because why even do that? Unless you're going to release it on a weekly basis where, you know, people be like, I want more creep show. And yeah. then they get two stories instead of one story. Like, all right, that's cool. I but think they're going to drop it all at once. Uh, that's how every, yeah. like, you know, like, uh, what's it called? Streaming service kind of yeah. does. I mean, I guess if they did that, then it wouldn't matter too much. Because then I kind of don't want binging, that, actually. If you're going to be binging every episode anyway, then. I kind of don't want that. I want to, yeah. like, watch one episode be like, I can't wait. wait till like, I'll feel like a kid again. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. what? Like waiting the next week to see the next Are You Afraid of the Dark or Dragon Ball Z episode. I can't wait so, till Monday. So see, would you be more excited then if there were only half hour long episodes with one story or if they were like two stories per hour long episode? Half an hour long episode, one story, new episodes every Friday. There we go. I, I would like something like that too. I think it just adds more excitement. You know, you can run for a longer time. Even if you want to release like one i don't know on friday and one on monday or something like that or like sunday i mean i don't know i don't know i i just kind of was thinking about it and it just doesn't really make much sense like logistically to me to have it be presented that way because i feel like that's still important like how it's presented i feel you yeah you know so that's just me but yeah i don't know do you have anything else you want to say about creep show i i really hope that it retains a lot of like the practical effects usage which I, I'm sure it will with Tom Savini and oh, Greg yeah. Nicotero. And uh, I just hope it kind of has that same sort of tone to it. I just hope it has the same tone. I hope it feels like Creep Show. I hope also there's like a host. You know what I mean? I hope it's the Creeper. I'm pretty sure it will be. Did you see that one image of him in like the window? Yeah, I want him yeah. to host every episode. And mm-hmm. my own, the only thing I kind of want, I kind of want it to like, I don't want every story to be set in modern day. Mm-hmm. I want maybe something from the 70s maybe something from the 30s maybe something from 200 years ago like yeah. change the era up well a lot of the short stories i think were written like 85 yeah or you know i know at Stephen least in King the past one. yeah so there's a very real chance that 
they could do that, but I feel like they might try to adapt it. Once I see a uh, fucking iPad in a fucking movie, it ruins it for me, okay? Yeah, I kind of feel you. I want rotary I phones don't. and ugly cars, okay? Uh, yeah, hopefully. I mean, anything Stephen King related pretty much is going to have that small town old timey feel anyway. That's so. the best. I don't know. Castle Rock seemed kind of modern. Yeah, sometimes, but not all the time. That show was just weird. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah um guys let us know what you think about the new creep show if you have any theories or ideas or things you'd like to see things you wouldn't like to see but we're going to move on to our final segment of the episode where we're going to be looking at a new streaming horror film on the chopping block <coughs> and in this <coughs> one, oh you've <laughs> been, been a <laughs> Uh, you did you did so in this week's chopping block beans we have a new movie to hit uh coincidentally shutter just recently uh it's actually from 2017 and it's boar well what a coincidence that the name of the movie is boar oh yeah <laughs> you could say that it was boring no no, no it wasn't it wasn't so bad uh right off the bat it kind of has like you said last night when you texted me uh yeah sci-fi film exclusive movie vibes yeah. uh really like weird like up close cinematography at points mm-hmm. but at some points it had really good cinematography yeah. so it was the cinematography was kind of all over the place i noticed uh well at some points they had that like the, the cgi wide shot where mm-hmm. it's just like a, a kind of like a bad angled wide shot just to show like the big creature and all its cgi glory yeah that's like a very sci-fi thing but go on it didn't have much as far as the score goes so i'm gonna give it zero out of ten for that okay. <laughs> uh plus ten for nathan jones yeah because i when i saw the name nathan jones i was like yo wasn't that that giant wrestler who used to like wrestle with like matt m- 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 morgan and morgan. the big show and brock lesnar and yeah. he was like undertaker's like partner for a minute when he like fought a train at wrestlemania 19 i was like what the fuck is going on in this movie <laughs> very very yeah uh nathan jones is in this and he actually is like a pretty good actor he is a really good actor you know, like, it, it especially is, when he, he actually started crying and like yeah. apologizing for letting like his nephew die or whatever mm. is he actually australian yeah he is oh my god dude he's he's good though like yeah he's good i didn't expect nathan <laughs> jones like i mean that's why he was a wrestler but they should have gave him the mic more yeah, I mean, you know, you place Nathan Jones anywhere and he's really kind of be kind of out of place unless the whole movie has like WWE superstars in it. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, you know, so he kind of comes into this movie, he's very noticeable. Everybody is very clearly just like talking about his size and how intimidating yeah. and shit he is. So he kind of ends up being a perfect rival to the the boar creature in the end, but yeah, he was cool. Um, Bill Mosley was in this kind of almost as like a throwaway character, which is kind of weird, but I don't know. He, he probably just had a chance to work with like John Jarrett and Nathan Jones. He was like, okay, sure. Why not? Yeah. I'm not doing anything else while I wait for Rob's next phone call. Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I know, I know, but it's true. You know, it is, but he's in this movie. He plays like kind of the, the good guy, dad character he no he plays like that stepdad character yeah and he plays it my stepdaughter <laughs> i'm gonna hurt you yeah wouldn't have it any other way oh that, that douchey kid was he pushed him down he fucking i know yeah no spoilers oh so yeah there's a douchey boyfriend and basically it follows this family uh, who's uh going on like a trip or whatever and they're going up to see uh what is his name bernie bernie played by nathan jones and uh, they're supposed to go out and like picnic or, or hunt or whatever and they come across this giant boar that's been killing people so the boar itself kind of was a mixture of practical effects and cgi yes uh i thought that the practical effects were actually done pretty well when it was when he was like up close mm-hmm. it was practical and it was badass yeah. when he was getting shot or when he was like fucking sprinting it was like cgi and it was yeah. just like like if you gave us the program i'll make you a wild boar too you know like, <laughs> yeah i mean there had to be ways that they could have made it be practical but still kind of running you really just kind of have to play around with camera angles and stuff like that to make things work you know i mean in the 80s how do you think they did it 
when they couldn't use CGI. You know, they still made monsters run around and stuff. Yeah, they just it's just the angles that they chose. Yeah. And like it'd only be two seconds of running and then switch back to the main characters, and then two seconds of running from the creature and then switch back to the main characters. Yeah, so uh, they chose not to do that. They use CGI for a lot of those like high action like movement shots and stuff. But yeah, when it was up close and he was eating people, like that was cool. Um, you know, they, they did a good job with the design of the creature and the and special effects makeup uh, was very good. There are actually some parts like you saw some bodies at one point. They were actually pretty mutilated and fucked up, you know, so that was good. So overall, I mean, with the practical effects in this movie, definitely added some much needed yeah. sort of sort of realism, you know. But uh, yeah, John Jarrett also in this movie from uh, Wolf Creek. So there's some Australian horror legends. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think Nathan Jones is only the only Australian that has giant. That's that giant. You mm, could tell the script probably. was like focused on making Bernie a giant. It's like, hey, who's kind of famous, sort mm-hmm. of maybe, that's like also giant. Oh my! What about Nathan Jones? Like, oh Nathan Jones! Oh shit! Like you know, yeah. like. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. His character is actually kind of cool because, like I said before, he's sort of like the rival to the boar. Uh, more or less in the end and i really think the moral of this movie ultimately is like don't go to australia yeah or like <laughs> don't run into wild boars yeah because i mean even though they were kind of surprised at this boar i feel like shit like that just exists down there it's kind of the, the moral of this movie kind of reminds me of the descent because in the descent yeah. the moral was don't go to caves <laughs> and the moral of this one was don't go to the outback <laughs> Ooh, we need to make caves in australia oh, <laughs> imagine what, what would you want to kill shit. everyone uh yeah it would just be like a global disaster like there would be like warthog humanoids oh like God. half warthog half humanoid that's fucking terrifying imagine mm. like a, like a six foot tall human and he's all oh. buff and cocked out but he's also half warthog just imagine just imagine if nathan jones if he was like boar. osmosis with the fucking boar <laughs> and then they became nathan jones boar human oh my god anyway why getting, getting kind of away from it now but not this, really this that, movie, was, that was important yeah that was important. <laughs> this movie really uh presented a lot of you know kind of fun elements it definitely had that sci-fi appeal actually you know what though i feel like if they removed all the cgi scenes it would be a lot more of like a legit creature feature yeah and wouldn't feel so much like a fucking sci-fi movie but so. it was definitely like reminiscent of sharknado with that cgi <laughs> yeah it was pretty bad i saw the first sharknado i did you recently actually and and i hope they get lupus whoever wrote that <laughs> and directed it just a good idea uh, no it wasn't stupid it wasn't fuck and it wasn't a good idea the four or five other times shark that exorcist had it either house shark oh my god anyway uh you know what guys if you're going to be making a horror movie especially one about like creatures look at this movie as an example of both what you should and shouldn't do yeah because this has both and i mean Mm -hmm. i like it was atmospheric okay Mm -hmm. it was it had a lot of dark scenes it had a lot of like hella daytime scenes too hella daytime scenes that were pretty good uh sneak attacks we had Mm. the sneak attacks it it kills out of nowhere the gore yeah but if i were you i would skip out on this movie okay i am going to kind of split this decision with you i'm gonna say i liked it there were definitely a lot of bad scenes and you know what there were also a lot of scenes that really just dragged out unnecessarily as well like they could have even cut out 10 to 15 minutes of this movie and it would have been a lot like better paced but i think that the uh the practical horror is there enough to kind of warrant a viewing if you're into like creature feature or like animal horror kind of stuff you know? i'm just like a boar really yeah and just gave us like some other monster but I guess it's Australia, so it's like, hey, here's a warthog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could have done, like, those giant fucking crab spiders or whatever <laughs> that you see. Oh, God. No bugs. I'm not scared of fucking bug movies. Unless it's bees, then I'm fucking terrified. Ooh. You should watch... Uh... No, I shouldn't. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you after. <laughs> but, guys, yeah. Um, So, we, we kind of think you should either watch it or not. I think that if you're a fan of this kind of subgenre, it's worth it. That's what I'll if say. You, if you were like me... And you grew up and you woke up 
every Saturday morning and turned on 54 uh-huh. sci-fi yes. when it was still skiffy <laughs> to see what was on. And you saw these movies like fucking House of the Dead. Oh, my God. And <laughs> yeah, where, they ha- where they're at a techno rave and there's yeah. zombies. And, and if, you, <laughs> if you, or like Death Valley, The Revenge of Bloody Bill. And there was shit like Croco Shark versus Robo, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I didn't grow up with those. I got old enough to. Yeah. That's why I stopped watching Skiffy. Honestly, it was because of yeah. all those fucking stupid movies well, like Sharknado. Down the drain, yeah. <laughs> it used to be good when they'd have like uh, Casa de las Muertos mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. Or yeah, but now it's just like Ish. I I actually recall seeing a bunch of. These types of films, they had a bunch with like dinosaurs and I don't know, other big lizards and stuff like that. So yeah, this feels like it would definitely fit right in, but I I think there's enough to kind of justify a watch personally. So that's, that's what we'll say about it. I guess really kind of use your own judgment on this one. Uh, It kind of stumped us apparently. Trust me. (laughs) No, trust me. Trust me. So, guys, uh, if, if you do watch it, let us know Don't. what you think about it. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and let us know what you think about the other movies as well. You can contact us through social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Grave Discussions and on Twitter at Grave Disc SRD. We also have a website, GraveDiscussions.net. And until next time, kitties. We'll see you on Grave Discussions. This has been an SRD production.